Whitlow, and welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast of the California MBA featuring one-on-one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA. Very happy that you could join us today. Before I get to today's guest, I'd like to thank our Connect podcast sponsor, Incelerate. Thanks, Susan, and thanks for listening. This is Josh Wren, CEO and founder of Incelerate. We're grateful for our partnership with the CMBA and are committed as a company to help lenders close more loans. We do this with our customer experience platform that has a CRM, lead management, marketing, automation, robust content library, desktop and mobile applications. We do this to help you engage and stay connected to your current borrowers, referral partners, past borrowers, and potential new ones. If you want to find out why we're the fastest growing CRM provider in the mortgage industry, please reach out to us and ask for a demo. Hey, thank you, Josh. Uh, and with that, it brings me to today's guest. Uh, I'm very happy to be welcoming Chris Vinson, CEO of Windsor Mortgage to Connect. Chris, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was great. I appreciate uh, Windsor being a part of the California MBA um, all the way from, uh, we represent a lot of states, but you're you're uh, representing uh, South Dakota for our association. So that's pretty <laughs> exciting. I was just sharing that uh, I had a chance to visit your beautiful state not too long ago. It was amazing. Um, Chris, I always like to get started with uh, kind of people's background and uh, how they got into this business because, you know, nobody grew up wanting to be a mortgage banker. So give us a little bit about your background and how you got into the industry. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm probably like uh, most of us, you know, it, it happened as an accident. It actually, um, I started off in, in mortgage in 2000. Uh, uh, lost my job in insurance. Well, actually I quit before being fired, but should have been fired. And I was really lost. I was sad. I felt like a failure. Um, I felt like I let my family down. And um, uh, a friend of mine who used to work for the bank here in, in Sioux Falls called me and said, I started a mortgage company. I think you'd be great. I want to teach it to you. Come check it out. And uh, I thought, wow, uh, I didn't have tons of options. What do I got to lose? So I went to check it out. And, uh, you know, I remember my dad saying, don't do it. And I'm like, what? He goes, don't do it. The problem with you is, is that you're the world's best spender and the world's worst saver and rates are going to go up. You will not be prepared. And this is just another recipe of disaster. Don't do it. And I took my lovely dad's advice and says, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to be a better at spending and better at savings. And I hear you loud and clear. Uh, now, my dad's been uh, gone since 05. I still hear him say that to me. And so it's my little check to make sure that I'm following his advice. So I started in the mortgage business as a broker. And I worked for this uh, gentleman for about a year and a half. My wife came from Wells Fargo Mortgage mm. and then transferred into private banking. And uh, we decided to open up our own mortgage company and be a broker called Journey Mortgage. And uh, although we probably grew up listening a little bit to Journey, uh, it wasn't the band. It was our journey of how we got there. And uh, so it was fun to really be able to relate and to be able to tell a story of, hey, these are the mistakes I've made. This is where it got me. And that's why I'm super passionate about being a great mortgage broker. Um, I was pretty involved in a lot of associations. There wasn't a ton of options at the time. And I really could understand that 09 had a uh, borrower paid only option for a mortgage broker. 
and that was coming forward. Uh, licensing and MLS was just getting ready to get started and kicked off. And so a lot of industry changes. And I had a very small warehouse line to fund some bond programs in the state. But I could never get to the next level unless I had more of a bigger warehouse line. And it wasn't like everywhere you could find a warehouse line. So I went to a bank, uh, two banks, and looked for a partner. And it turned out that uh, one bank didn't want to not only want to be my partner, but they wanted to buy the company. And they had said that we are really good in the credit card industry. We are pivoting. We're terrible at mortgage. We want to be good at mortgage. We want to have market share. And we think this would be a great fit. And uh, my wife and I, we really sat on that and uh, came back and decided to sell our company. And then 09 hit. Um, in the moment, I looked really smart, uh, but it was just good luck and timing. Uh, so we rolled through 09. Um, we had a, a lot of fun because the pressure was off and we were building a company at the same time of working through 09. And uh, we had one goal, which was get market share of the city in 2012. That was the only goal. Uh, I think my shareholders had different goals, but we knew that market share would get their goal. And in 2012, we hit the market share. Uh, and it's kind of fun, knock on the desk, that in 10 years, we've never lost market share as a retail uh, footprint. So we're only in South Dakota as a retail originator. But in 16, I went back to the board and said, we are only as good as South Dakota. We have a lot to give. We've had market share for a long time. How could we help community banks, mortgage brokers, uh, and mortgage companies uh, be better? What would it look like? How would we do it? And Troy, who's been with me for a long time, maybe 21 years, said, let's do it the way we wanted it when we were a broker. And that's kind of how the birth of Windsor became. And uh, we started off just doing loans for banks and then transferring into the non-delegated and then to the broker world. And that's kind of like literally our journey of uh, here, here we are today, still with that same bank. Uh, and that bank and Windsor are basically all in one. And um, we, uh, we, uh, we're, we're enjoying it. Uh, I, I think when you go through a market like this, we're like, oh. I know what it's like, but I never have liked it, but here we go. And um, uh, so we're pretty excited about 2023. That's excellent. You you have had a long history in this industry, certainly through the financial crisis, et cetera. 22 you know, has been a, a, a tough year, tough market. How can a company be competitive in this market? I think that being competitive means several different things. And number one is, is that What's competitive mean? Um, I think price is definitely a big thing to the consumer, uh, especially when rates go up because they're looking for the best deal that they can get because rates are typically high. But it's also where you could show your value. And having a, an advisor that can totally give great advice means more than price. Now, do you have to be in the pocket? Do you have to be relative? Do you have to be competitive? Absolutely. But I 
I truly feel in today's market that the consumer has more questions than they've ever had. A realtor needs more advice and making sure that we're doing the right thing, that we're setting it up to where we're getting it, the consumer in the home and we're getting the realtor paid. And so I actually love this market. I would love more production, sure, but I love this market because this is an opportunity where you can actually show your talents. And I always tease, I say, hey, look, in 2020 and 2021, we were a lot of drive-by mortgage. It's like they drove up to the window, they ordered a 30-year fix, we asked them to pull forward, we, we got the loan closed, we went to the next. And did you need to be super talented? maybe sometimes to get a deal done, but not as talented as you need to be today. And that's where I think the true people that are committed to this industry really shine. I'd love your uh, description of what it was like in 20 and 21. Drive up, yeah, here you go, here's your, here's your refi. Exactly, yeah. how, how does that, so how does Windsor Mortgage um, set themselves apart from competitors? Hmm. Well, I, I mean, I would say that Windsor Mortgage sets ourselves apart because of our people. Um, I felt like if I was ever going to win, I'm never, uh, I'm, I'm a boutique. I'm, not, I'm never gonna be the biggest. Uh, it's not our passion. Our passion is uh, we're the heart of, uh, of the originator. Um, we all grew up originating. We, we grew up as mortgage brokers. We transferred into banking. So we get both sides. And how we connect and relate back, I think, is one of our secret sauces. Um, designing and building a good underwriting team, I think, is crucial in today's market. Because one of the things that I hate, which was being a broker and not having control. And knowing that my relationships, customer and realtor, are all based upon me performing that loan. And if I had no control, right, how do I know that that loan is going to happen? And I feel like that's probably where Windsor shines. Now, uh, sure, we do a lot of things. We love to give back. We, we coach, we mentor, we work with a lot of owners because I think that today's market, there's a lot of things out there that they need help on. How do I build a P&L? How do I build my company? How do I go from broker to non-dell? How do I uh, mentor my loan officers? How do I recruit? How do I work a realtor relationship? What do I say? All of those things are great topics that I think originators today are starving for great information that actually works and is not getting spoken by somebody that's just speaking theory. And, there, you know, there are people out there that just go out there and talk, but they've never walked. And I actually had a call the other day from a guy that called me and says, I want to be a coach. I said, cool. Uh, how many loans have you done? And how big's your team? And, you know, neither one were very impressive. And I asked, I says, how would you coach? How would you lead? Right. If you don't know the way, if you don't know the path, how could you do it? And so that's kind of the, the I would say, our little secret sauce is, is that we know the originator life, we have uh, great people, and I think everyone could probably say that. There's a lot of great competition out there, for sure, uh, but I really feel like our people could run up against anyone. Well, that's good. It's good to feel. Great team, always, uh, always a, a strong strategy, right? Mm -hmm. So in your eyes, what are the three things that loan originators should be doing today? Hmm. 
Well, I think this is a building year. I think next year is definitely a building year. And I think there's three areas that a loan officer really needs to concentrate on. And I will tell you this by experience is, is that I had all my loan originators in South Dakota here do the circus. And the circus is three days, 100 calls each day. Uh, and we try to see how many we can connect with, how many leads we can get, and um, how many additional appointments can we get throughout this next month. And what I learned was is that our database has tons of questions. And if us as the originator aren't going to answer them, someone else will. They'll either get referred, they'll get it online, but they might not come back to you. And I feel like number one, if you're a loan officer and you've neglected your database, call them and say sorry and find out what their real estate goals are for the next five years. And are you okay financially? You will have amazing conversations. You will get referrals. You will be able to help a client. And that's the greatest joy that this business will ever give you back. So database and concentrating on that piece is number one. Number two, it's never been easier to be able to reconnect back with realtors. And why is because I think everyone's going out there and trying to call realtors, but everyone's message is, what can I get? And I want you to stop asking for what you can get and start building a relationship because that market is going to turn. That market is going to be better. And if you are starting to build that relationship and do it right, you're going to have something in the end. And I think loan officers have short attention spans. So one to two meetings, I don't get a deal. It's no good. So I quit and I'm like, why would you quit? You just got started. You didn't have two dates with your wife. Then you're like, will you marry me? And she said, no. And you're like, new person. Uh, it doesn't work like that. And why are you treating realtors like they're not a piece of uh, that's meet or going to give you deals. They are actually a real human struggling with it. And what we have found is we've created a bingo game for a fun call night for realtors. And we have a lot of fun with it because realtors really aren't very good at calling their database either. And so helping them and guiding them through calling their database is a secret. And lastly, build a whales list. There's very important people in your market. And we've forgotten that because we've been drive-by mortgage. And so we concentrate on 50 great realtor relationships, 20 whales or very important people in your market and your database. And you wouldn't believe the circus and what that created. It was 5,663 phone call dial-outs with a 60% callback. Wow. It was insane. It created 285 leads in three days for my little group. I have 18 LOs. Uh, That's fantastic. It's insane. And you know what it is? Is the LO is paying attention to how many loans you're closing. Stop it. Pay attention to your activity of what you're doing. The result will come. Don't right. pay, pay attention to the result. You'll get confused. It's like me on a diet. If someone says I'm looking skinnier, I'm going to go get a burger. I'm going to go get a burger. And I got confused and I'm going to go left or right. But if you, if I just concentrate on the diet, I'm going to have great results. But one comment, one compliment, whoop, I'm over. I'm done. 
And uh, I think a loan officer says, I got five deals and then boom, they're done. And that's where the yo-yos happen in our industry. Right, right. God, I love your analogies of things. That is, that is so true. So true. And just making those connections with people. I mean, you just, that human interaction, you know, is, uh, is really, uh, is really important to people making a biggest decision financially of their lives. I mean, they, you know, they want to make sure that, you know, you're committed to them. Yeah. I also think that a lot of loan officers are trying to make it too techy. And when you do that, you're giving that customer, if you make it too easy and you make it too techy and you don't bring enough of you into the transaction, it gives them the ability to be able to shop. And Consumer Direct is really good at marketing and they have way more dollars to spend in marketing than you do as a broker. So bringing them in, having a great Zoom call, uh, being able to walk through their goals, asking them what they're the most excited about, why did, what led up to making this decision. These great questions, be able to start to rebuild that relationship with that database, and they will stay with you because you invested back with them. You know, that kind of brings me to my next question. Um, just I'm fascinated by the amount of technology in the mortgage industry. Um, you know, you started in this business when there really was very little. Um, and of course now, um, you know, we're in an era where, you know, technology is, is really key in the mortgage industry uh, in a lot of respects. Um, what will be the top priorities for Windsor Mortgage from a technology standpoint for in 2023? Hmm. Well, ease of client is, is definitely on our forefront. I think, um, you know, we're really concentrating on and continuing looking at uh um i think you know the broker wants to be able to do their own docs they want the ease of whenever they need it they can get it uh i think that they want to be able to see 100 percent transparent of the file um and you know when they need an answer they need it right away and i think technology is really going to improve the, those things you know putting the broker and having better communication both by phone and by technology i think is our concentration i always say hey look email email and software is for the record the phone calls for the relationship don't forget it uh and that's why i make underwriters call every client and go over that file and if it's a good file give them a compliment and if it's a bad file let's figure it out and uh uh not everybody wants to do that because that takes time it's expensive it's not it's not cheap but we think technology will be able to help give that customer that broker a better experience which in return gets to their client and, and the one of the things that we're really concentrating on is that if I give the broker a better experience, they're going to give their client a better experience, they're going to get a referral, and I might have an opportunity for a loan. Right, right. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, a, a great combination of kind of that human interaction, kind of focusing on that, you know, personal touch, but then, you know, enhancing that with, with the use of technology for sure. I think CRM is going to go to a next level in the next two years. I think client for life is, uh, I've just seen some really wild, amazing things. And um, I'm excited to be able to continue to work forward for a client for life campaign and be able to give to uh, our customers, uh, brokers, uh, banks, mortgage companies, because uh, I think client for life, just like we talked earlier of managing that database. Yes. It's a combination of us reaching out and, and being uh, truly a true partner to our database, but also giving them the right tools that's a not annoying 
And, you know, people shop for homes as entertainment, seems like. And so how do we take advantage of that? Right, right. Um, you know, when I was uh, looking at your your website, um, learning a little bit more about Windsor Mortgage, I see that you offer coaching with Chris uh, to help professionals enhance their skills. Um, we offer a fantastic future leaders program that we um, partner with Pepperdine University uh, with to develop leadership skills and, um, you know, have this program available for young mortgage professionals. I'd like you to share why you feel mentorship is uh, is important. Hmm. Well, in 2014, it was a coach that changed my life. I was going to quit. Really? And uh, I walked up to this coach and said, uh, I need you. And I really, truly am lost. I don't feel like I'm a great leader. I don't feel like I'm leading my people. I feel like my loan officers are ahead of me. And uh, I either need to make a change or get out. And those things and what that coach taught me uh, was life-changing. Um, and how to, how to run a company, how to run a sales company, how to hold them accountable. And, um, and then, you know, from that coach group, meeting other top originators throughout the, the country. And I, I always call myself a Xerox machine. And every time I get a great idea, I just come back and copy it. And uh, why reinvent something? Sure, that's created ideas that we've created. But really, you know, I just took things from some of the best originators in the country and came back and copied it and made it what we could do. And that passion had just led through of is that, you know, if you've ever watched the movie, Pay It Forward, uh, yeah. I think every originator needs to rewatch that movie. Because if that's your mindset, it's scary to pay it forward first. It is. But I'm gonna tell you something that always comes back. And to us and our theory in mortgages is that, let's pay it forward. I've seen that before. This is what happened. You got to hold your loan officers accountable. They will thank you in the end. And if you don't, for instance, what would you give them credit for? How could you tell them great job if you didn't hold them accountable to anything? And I think sometimes in our industry, we think accountability will lose them. And I'm going to tell you, more, almost a lot of them, I've, I haven't lost originator for years, and a lot of them have been with me since 05. Uh, and, and you won't lose them. You'll make them better. You'll make you better. And coaching and teaching a lot of that on those topics is just something that, well, truthfully, gives me joy. Because I want, I love watching someone else just climb the ladder. And, uh, you know, if I could leave this industry someday and did something good for others, that would be a win for me. Absolutely. But people that are generous with their experience and knowledge um i think really help make our our industry all that much better so kudos to you for uh being one of those people leading in the industry so windsor uh you know became a member of the california mba of course we're very grateful for your support can you share with us why you feel it's important to support the california mba yeah i mean i really feel like you're a great voice uh for your members and you're a great organization. Just let what you're doing today is in line with our core values. And uh, that's why we really felt like your association was a great fit. 
not only are you being able to reach out and mentor to all your members, but you're also reaching out to great guests and being able to bring people in to be able to maybe get someone to think or being able to help us through this journey of mortgage. I mean, it's tough out there and it takes an army of all of us to be successful, to continue to learn, just like your partnership of, of learning and, and raising up great leaders in our era. I watched a company one time, Susan, I watched a company dominate the market and they never brought anyone behind them. And in five years, they lost it all. They had no market share, they weren't relevant, they were out of the market and, and they were too late. And if those veterans, would have brought up the youth underneath them, what would that look like? And that's why association like you is so important to Windsor. Well, we are grateful for your support through membership and we really look forward to working with you, uh, getting you involved in some of the stuff that we're gonna be doing next year in 23. Love that. Chris, it was a pleasure having you on Connect. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you, thanks for having me, it's fun. And thanks to all of you for joining us today on Connect. Uh, to access any of our episodes, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. That's it for this week, and we'll see you next time on Connect. Oh.